Welcome to the JV Impacts Podcast, where our mission is to impact someone's life every single day. We focus on how ordinary people become extraordinary. And here is your host, John Vasquez, the self-published author of You Must Believe Way of Life. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Coach JV here, the top health and mindset coach in the nation, excited for this podcast interview today. We are JV Impacts, we're motivation, health, and life, and we bring you all kinds of different aspects for motivation, health, and today, we're going to take the deep dive in life. Now, what we do know is there's two things that people stress about in the world the most, financial and physical health. Number one, your physical health is caused by poor financial health. Think about that. So when you can't pay your bills and you're stressed out, what is the first thing that starts to happen? Your cortisol levels go through the roof. You become super stressed. Family begins to break down. Your body begins to break down. Well, I'm super honored and excited to have this special guest today, Curtis, the financial guy. So I sat down with him and he broke down his financial plan and how he does financial planning for his customers. It is revolutionary. Now, I was in banking before. As you guys know, I left corporate America as a vice president. When I sat down with Curtis... My head was spinning, but I'm not going to take his thunder. I want to introduce you to him, but I need you to get a pen and paper out. We're going to give you all his information at the end. This is really going to challenge your belief system around financial planning. Another thing, it's really going to get you to critically think about your future, protecting your family, also protecting your health. Because when you have good financial health, you're going to have good physical health. So I want to introduce Curtis, the financial guy. So Curtis, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here also. So my name is Curtis Ray. I was born in Mesa, Arizona. I am married with five kids. I absolutely love my family. I'm really close with all my family. So that is a very important part of my life is making sure my family is protected. And I grew up here in Arizona. I wrestled at Arizona State University. So I'm, I'm big into athletics, into physical fitness, and into the overall pursuit of happiness. That's my big goal in life is finding a way for me to be happy and helping everyone else be happy also. Awesome. Five kids. Holy cow, you look so young. So five kids, Arizona native. Talk a little bit about your background, the ASU wrestling. That's phenomenal. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, I I was a three-sport athlete. I ran cross-country, I wrestled, and I ran track in high school. Um, I ended up going to Arizona State on scholarship for wrestle over there. I'm a big wrestler, so I'm in the community. I love it. It's that sport where it's one-on-one. There's nothing like it. You either win, you either put in the time, you either put in the work, or you lose. And so having that motivation of always depending on yourself and making sure yourself is protected always is always a big concern of mine. Yeah, sounds like it goes right into financial planning, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So how long ago did you start financial planning? I know you're a serial entrepreneur, what I, I like to call you. How long ago did you start financial planning? So I actually started financial planning four years ago. It's a long story. I mean, a little bit about my history is I have a granite countertop company here in Phoenix. We do about 30 kitchens a week. So we totally kick butt, you know, we rock and roll with that stuff. And then I have an import business. I provide a lot of build, building materials for apartment complexes and, and builders and hotels. And then uh, we also have another building, uh, another company for product development. So I'm really big into taking products, making sure they're top tier, the best of the best. Innovation, in, innovation always wins. One of my quotes is that innovation will always stomp out inefficiencies. So one of my businesses of product development is to make sure the products are as good as possible, providing the best service to every single person available that is, you know, around my products. And so four years ago, I got into financial planning and that was an interesting thing because I've never been in a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor and uh, I had a financial advisor and I was very disappointed in my financial advisor. I Somebody introduced me to some information about financial planning, and I'm like, that cannot be true. 
there is no way that is true. I mean, my financial advisor, he was a buddy. He was a friend of the family. There's no way that is true. And so I started my own path of understanding how financial planning works, how money works. You know, the, the, the root of everything is money and how the world goes around. And I want to know how it worked. And after about, you know, a couple of weeks, I discovered that it was true. My financial planner, my financial advisor wasn't doing what's best for me. And it wasn't necessarily his fault. It was because the industry itself is broken and everything about it is backwards. And I'll get into that a little bit more on why the whole industry is backwards. But th this discovery was life-changing. And it was life-changing for a lot of people because a difference between a standard financial plan and a good financial plan is three or four times more income in retirement off the tiniest changes. Wow, that's amazing. So pretty interesting how you got there because I know you sounds like you have a, a lot of different business, totally different business line. And based on this experience and you started to dive deep diving into financial planning, uh, what is a good financial plan? Like what, what do you consider a good financial plan? So I know that you found the ins and outs of financial planning that what you were given wasn't the right thing. So what is a good financial plan? So I've come up with nine different pillars of financial planning. So if you have these nine things, this is what we'd want. And, and so my, my discovery was, is long. I mean, we spent hours and hours and hours. I mean, I was, I was studying six to eight hours a day, every single day for a year straight breaking down the 401k, the IRA, the Roth IRA, a few other products called whole life, variable, universal life, index, universal life, different platforms that provided different features and one by one systematically discovered which had the best features and how you include all features into one plan. And so I kind of came up with nine different things that provided a good plan. And I'll go through them real quickly. You can ask more questions if you want, sure. but a, a perfect plan. So basically the, 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 the idea was design a perfect plan and does it exist? And if it doesn't exist, let's make it exist. Awesome. And that plan is one debt management. You've got to understand your debt. You've got to understand how money works on how interest works, making sure you're, you're you know, you're not getting in too much debt and you understand how much debt you're paying towards your, you know, from your salary, how much of it is going to debt. The second thing you need to understand is we could die tomorrow and we have families and we have kids and we have liabilities. So life insurance is another part of financial planning that has to be included into a good financial plan. The third thing is um, inheritance planning. What happens to your money when you die? Is it taxed? Is it estate tax? Is it gift tax, income tax? We want a platform that provides tax-free transfer of wealth. You know, there's so much wealth out there and then it, you know, somebody dies and half of it goes to the government. That's not cool. No. But there are platforms that allow for tax-free transfers of wealth to your kids and grandkids and things like that. The fourth thing we want, you know, super important is post-tax treatment. A lot of people probably know this, but a Roth IRA, you pay your taxes first and then your income is tax-free after that. Unlike a 401k in a traditional IRA, you defer your tax. And the world's been tricked into believing that deferring your tax is a good thing. But think about it. What's the tax rate going to be in 2025, 30 years from now? It's going to be jacked up. Well, we don't even know. Yeah. That's the problem. True. We don't know. Yeah. And so a good financial plan is always finding ways to eliminate the unknowns and eliminate the risk and maximize the sureties of life. And so if we, if we get into a post-tax system, we know we've paid our tax. Who cares what it is in 25, 35, 40 years from now? We've now done the right thing to make sure we've eliminated that risk out of our financial plan. The next thing is you want lowest expenses possible. You know, as little as $1,000 a year over 30 years produces hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in compound interest. 
So if you can eliminate little expenses out of your plans, it can produce thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars difference by understanding how expenses inside of a plan works. So that's always a huge thing. Then one thing that I have a big beef on is limits and restrictions out. A lot of people understand this who are in financial planning or have a financial plan. You're limited on how much you can put into a plan. So you could totally kick butt and go out there and make 100 Gs, you know, $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year, and you're still limited on how much you can put towards your financial plan. And then you can't even touch it till you're 59 and a half. Right. So what if you're a 25 year old, you're going to school, you're saving money, you, you know, you get a good job, you're saving a bunch of money, and you did everything right, and you want to retire at 49? You yeah. can't. Right. It's not even possible. And so the, the restrictions and limits and yeah. all those things, I wanted to limit this. And no, we need to develop a plan that has no limits and no restrictions. And if you can do that, then it allows to motivate people to start the path today. Yeah. Start it when you're yeah. 18, when you're 25, when you're 30. Right. Don't wait till you're 50 like everyone does. Everyone starts financial planning when they're 50, but it's too late. You've lost all the magic of actually a financial plan. Then the most important thing, securing your money. I always joke, I'm going to paraphrase this because I can't quote mm-hmm. it. Warren Buffett supposedly quoted saying, the first rule of money is never lose mm-hmm. money. Right. Second rule, refer back to rule number one. <laughs> you can't be in a system that has a lot of risk involved. And unfortunately, the 401k IRA Roth have a tremendous amount of risk. We'll get into that a little bit later on how they avoid the risk down the road, okay. which ends up killing your income. Okay. Because gotcha. ultimately, we want, to give, we want to get market rates of return. We want to get market rates of return and we want to get above market rates of return, but without the traditional risk of it. Got it. And ultimately, we do all these eight things for one reason and one reason only. Okay. Maximum secure income. Got it. Okay. We want disposable, spendable income. And that's where the financial world has completely failed the industry. They do not focus on income. They focus on cash in your account, but they don't focus on how much you get to spend. Right. What's more important, right. having a million dollars in your account and being able to spend forty grand of it, or having say nine hundred thousand sure. less, but being able to spend eighty thousand of it, right. which is more important. Uh, having the, the money to spend, yeah. The spendable is everything, and that is what I focus on. And everything I focus on is how providing people with the maximum disposable spendable income. Wow. So why do financial advisors not talk about all, all some of these things? I mean, I don't hear them talking about all these things that you're talking about. I was in the financial industry for a long time, 11 years, and I don't hear them all talking about this. Why don't they talk about all these different factors? The real story is, <laughs> the story is um, you can only squeeze out so much money out of the, out of the stock market. Sure. Let's hypothetically say there's $100 at a stock market and, and, and the, the financial advisor gets 20% of it and you get to keep 80%. So it's, it's, a, it's a good deal. You're making 80%, they keep 20%. Okay. But you can only get 100 out of it. So if they found a way to give you $85, what would automatically happen to their income? Go down. It'd go down. Right. So they've never been incentivized hmm. to make you more income. Their yeah. only job is to get you more money inside your account because they get paid on how much money is in your account. They have zero focus on how much spendable income because they don't get paid to produce your income. They get paid to make you money inside your account. And that is one big flaw to the industry is people feel account value is synonymous with retirement income. It's completely backwards. Got it. Got it. Being able to replenish money in your account in your later years is synonymous with income, not account value. Wow. And so it's just, it's just backwards. It's a different way of thinking about it. Wow. Okay. So some of your posts say everyone ends up poor. Why do you say that? 
<laughs> I get a lot of good kicks off that one. People scratch their heads like, what do you mean everyone ends up poor? And the reason being, and I'm going to explain something, and this is one thing I want people to write down and go fact check me right now. Because people look at me and say, what are you talking about? And this is another thing nobody ever talks about. But it is a universal rule of, of financial planning. It's called the 4% rule. So if somebody were to go Google right now, the 4% rule or the 4% income rule, there are going to be a bunch of articles come up. Okay. CNN, Money Guy, a bunch of different things that explain that when you go to retire, your account value, you should only take out 4% of that or less for your money to never run out. If you were to take yeah. out more than 4%, it potentially depletes and you end up with no money when you're maybe 85 or 90 years old. Right. At okay. 4%, you're basically taking out what your growth is, what you're replenishing. Okay. So you, tip, you should never run out of money. There's supposedly a 97% chance if you take out 4% of your account value, you'll never run out of money. Got it. But think about that. You could have a million dollars in your account. One million. Less than 1% of financial plans have a million dollars or more. And that person who did everything right, right. they saved $10,000 a year, 30 straight years, did everything correct. And their financial prime will produce them $40,000 of income. Whoa. Then they get taxed on it. So wait, so wait, you said a million. A million dollars in your account will only produce you $40,000. If you want to go ask your financial advisor this, go ask them or wow. Google it. It is called the 4% rule. Every single financial projection on a 401k or IRA that shows you a little chart and your pie chart on how much money you're going to spend, it's going to say like, 50,000, 60,000, whatever, but mm -hmm. there's going to be a little asterisk next to it. Okay. And that asterisk at the bottom is going to say, includes social security payment because the financial plan actually mm -hmm. only produced 20 or 30 or 40,000, depending on how much money you have in it, but they can't let you know that gotcha. because if you saw that number, you would be ticked off. Yeah. Well, if you know that you save $10,000 a year oh every year for 30 straight years and you end up with 40 grand and social security's in trouble. It went into red this year for the first time yeah. ever. And it's supposed to be completely depleted by 2034. Wow. So our age group, there's no social security or it's going to be tremendously discounted at that point in time or taxes are going to go up, up. Yep. a lot. Yeah. And so I wow. say everyone ends up poor because the rule of thumb is a, a 401k or IRA will force you to downsize about 50 to 60% of your lifestyle. So if you're making a hundred grand a year and you're saving the 10% like you're supposed to be saving, that's $10,000 a year. You can save that for 30 straight years and we'll have around a million dollars in your account. Okay. You'll end up having $40,000 of spendable income. You were on a lifestyle of 100. Now you're on 40. You downsize 60%. And no matter how wow. you do the math, no matter how you do the math, you could have $2 million in your account. That's 80 grand of spendable income. Then you get taxed. So really about 65. You could have three million. I mean, you can see the numbers. Yeah. How no matter what, you will be downsizing fifty to sixty percent, and you will feel poor. So I have a question. I have a question. So why can't you spend five percent? What would that do? Like, how quickly would that deplete your account? Does that have to do with depletion of your account? Yes. Okay. So your growth, and I'm going to get into growth a little bit later, but your okay. growth in your later years, in your sixties, seventies, and eighties, and nineties, what your money's compounding at is about three to four percent. So they suggest no more than three to four percent of income because then you're hitting your principal. You're using your principal. If you start using your principal, then you're getting less interest every year. Got it. And okay. now your three to four percent is a smaller number. It's depleting while you're making less and less spendable income each year, and it wow. will run out of money. Suppose you know the the, the stats say that if you spend five percent, 
it will run out of money in about 20 years. So if you retire at 65, hopefully you're dead by 85. Wow. You've got to cross your fingers that you're dead by 85 because it will run out. If you spend 6%, it will be dead in 15 years. 7% is 12 years. 8% is 10 years. 9% is 9 years. If you take out 10%, it's done in 7 years. Wow. Okay, so I heard you talk about risk multiple times. Explain the risk pyramid. We talked about that when we sat down for coffee. Explain the risk pyramid to me again. So the risk pyramid is basically the gospel in financial planning. If you go get your certified financial planning course or your series six, 63 or seven, these licenses that allow you to trade money and, and manage money for people, they abide by this, this theory called the risk pyramid. And most everyone's seen it. It's this pyramid and it's red, orange, yellow, or green. And they ask you when you go into a financial advisor, he'll ask you straight up, oh, we need to look at your risk tolerance. How much risk do you want to accept? Are you red? Do you want to be in speculation? Do you want to grow your money really fast? But there's a lot of risk involved. Sure. So you got to be able to wait it out and, yeah. and you know, you need time when you're going to be a red. Orange is your mutual funds and your index funds. It's still really risky, but it's more diversified. It's not quite as risky. You're not going to go for home runs. You're going to get 9, 10% rate of return every year where the red could be up to 12%. Gotcha. The, the, the orange is more, you know, eight to 10%. Yellow is when you just want to be conservative. You're just, yeah. you know, I just want bonds, mutual bonds, government bonds. I'm going to get between four and 6%. And then those, you know, the doomsdayers, they're going to be green. They're going to be cash. They're going to be sticking cash in a safe under their mattress and stuff like that. So in financial planning, there's the risk pyramid and they abide, everyone abides yeah. by it. Everyone is bound by it. They, they're called fiduciaries. Yep. They have a fiduciary obligation to take your money as you get older and lower the amount of risk you take on. So when you're 20s, 30s, and 40s, they're saying, hey, we're going to rock and roll. We're going to be sprinting out of the gate. We're going to be trying to get you 8 to 12% interest. We're always going to do our best. You may take huge hits of 20, 30% negatives, but then we're going to gain it back another it. year. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be going crazy. Then the orange is more like a run. You know, oranges are runners. They're going to be getting seven to nine percent. Life's okay. Just slow and steady wins the race. Jogging is your is your yellow where you're getting um, about five to six, you know, three to five, actually. And then your your green, your money is just zero to one. It doesn't really gain at all. And so as somebody gets older, and this is something that I started explaining real well on a video I did this week on Facebook. Yeah. But a 401k is a sprinter okay the ira is a sprinter the roth ira they're sprinters but a financial plan is 50 60 70 years long depending on your age and when you start so what they do is they sprint out of the gate then they start running then they start jogging then they start walking and unfortunately that last lap of the mile i I say you're running a track you know you're, you're running around the track sure and when that last lap however fast you run that last lap is your income for life. Wow. So if you're sprinting at eight to 10% interest gain, and then you, you know, the first lap, you just get out there and you just sprint your yeah. second lap. You're running pretty hard. You're getting seven to nine. Your third lap, you, you start doing a jog. You, you know, you're tired. You, you start doing a jog and you're getting five to 7%. And then your last lap, however fast you run that last lap is literally your income for life. Wow. And inside a 401k IRA and traditional Roth IRA, it's three to 4%. Yeah, you are you're walking that lap, getting three to four percent, and now you're bound to three to four percent for the rest of your your life. life. Yeah, wow. So what? I'm sure people's heads are spinning right. The part that I'm still stuck on is the million dollars. You think of seven figures. That's a lot of money. One percent of people get there. One percent. 
one percent, forty thousand dollars a year. Okay, so what is the solution? <laughs> yeah, and so I tell people it's all about how you finish, not how you start. Okay, but we're in a society of instant gratification. Right, right. We want to see our money growing as fast as possible immediately out of the gate, and that is not a financial plan. A financial plan is all about how much you can replenish or how fast you can run that last lap when you're 50 years old, 60 years old, whatever, right before you go to retire, how fast do you do that last lap? So is it better to sprint, run, jog, walk, or just run? Just run the whole thing and maintain your yeah. same pace all the way through the time. And so, you know, it's all, income is synonymous with how much you can replenish. So that mm. last lap, however fast you do it, your interest gain is how much money you're putting back in your account every year. Okay. That's your replenishing feature. Okay. So when you're only replenishing three to four in a in a four hundred one k IRA, that's why it's three to four. But there is there are programs that are designed opposite. Gotcha. They're designed to be a little bit slower out of the okay. gate. You 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 get into features that do cost money. They're relatively expensive in the first year or two. You know all that stuff. But we 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 forecast it. We say okay, we're going to get in the club. I always joke like, why do we buy a Costco membership card? Right. So we get all the benefits when we cross that door, but we pay a fee to get in that. Sure. Door. Yeah. Now, once we pay that fee and that fee is done, we get all the benefits. Right. Got it. And these, these, um, these different retirement plans, there's a, there's only one out there that actually has this, this, um, feature. And that is you maintain your rate of return all the way to the day you die. Wow. So you're only getting, you know, I say only, yeah. but you're getting between seven and 9% rate of return, but you get in your twenties. While the 401k is getting 10 to 12, so they're like, look yeah. at us, we're so hot, we're, you know, we're, we're trading, right. we're feeling real good, our money's doubling faster than yours, we're better than you. But something terrible happens in their 50s. They go down to five to seven. But inside a good product, inside a good financial plan that forecasts income and makes income the number one achievement and number one goal, we maintain seven to nine in our, in our 50s. And then we maintain 7 to 9% in our 60s, our 70s, our wow. 80s, our 90s. So now our income is 7 to 9%, not 3 to 4%. You've wow. doubled your income all off the exact same dollar just because we put focus on income rather than cash in the account. Wow. Okay. So that, that's amazing. So explain to me, you talk a lot about safety first. What Explain to me that a little okay. bit more. And that is where I say everyone does it backwards. The whole financial sector does it backwards. They'll take on a ton of risk out of the gate, and then they have to avoid it when you get older. So that they're red and orange, like I explained. Red and orange is a lot of risk. But then when you get older, they drop you down to bonds and cash. Hmm. So to avoid the risk, what we do is something revolutionary. It's completely a mind shift difference. We eliminate the risk out of day one. It's completely wow. gone. And how we do it is the most simple con simple concept in the whole world. We insure our financial plan. Think about that concept. Yeah. Why do we insure our home, our car, our travel checks, our plane tickets, our rental cars, our house, um, our life, our health, everything? Why do we buy insurance? To protect it. To eliminate risk. Yeah. Eliminate financial risk. Right. So the insurance companies, which everyone likes to bag on them because they don't understand them because they're relatively new, but an sure. insurance company's whole job is to mitigate risk and eliminate risk out of your life. That's right. their job is to eliminate risk. So an insurance company came out with a product that insures your financial plan. So rather hmm. than go risky, less risk, less risk, less risk, no income, all they do is we guarantee you a zero, wow. meaning you can never take a hit in the stock market. We're going to guarantee that no matter what the stock market does, 
you at least break even that year. You don't get all the upside. You're going to get about 90% of the upside because the insurance company has to make money off right. this product, but you get about 90% of the upside, but zero risk. Wow. So instead of averaging 9% rate of return in a 401k, we're only going to average eight. But guess what? We average eight every oh, single day of our life all the way to the day we die. So now our income is double. So it's all a mind shift. Instead hmm. of avoid risk later on, let's just eliminate it. Wow. Let's take it out of our financial plan. Like I said before, a yeah. financial plan eliminates risk. It checks out things yep. that we don't have to worry about in the future. We don't have to hmm. worry about 2008 and the negative 40% hit that happened that year. We just eliminate the risk. So we have a 0% floor guarantee. Never, ever one time do we take a stock market hit. Our principal will always maintain inside this financial plan. And that is the ultimate income producer. Wow. There's nothing that makes you more income than having a floor guarantee because once you have the floor guarantee, then we figure out how to get rates of return. Wow. They typically go get rates of return and then avoid risk. Right. We eliminate risk and then it's my job to go find you the best rates of return. Wow. So, okay, let's go into the next thing. So what makes you different? And, you know, it's it's so interesting to see how you evolved to where you're at into financial planning. I, what I think is neat about it, it's kind of like somebody who went through a fitness program, right? And And actually went through this huge body transformation and discovered something right through a body transformation becomes a trainer. That's, that's what it reminds me of. So you went through a personal journey and found that there was a flaw in the system, become a financial advisor. So what makes you different? What separates you from other financial advisors? What separates your company Suncor from other financial companies? Yeah. I mean, there's a few things that set me apart. And the first thing is I am completely 100% objective on how math works. I got a 36 on my ACTs. Only a 16 in English, so I've, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a left-brainer. Yeah. I see numbers, and I say, how do I maximize that number? How? And, but then I'm open-minded to anything that will improve that number. So unlike I've never been trained before, I've never been formally trained where I read a book, I took a course, somebody told me this is how it's done, it's how it's always been done for the last 100 years, this is exactly how you do it, do it this way, use this template. When I went in to design this financial plan, it is 100% designed for me and my family. I wasn't ever, this was never supposed to be a business. It was just how to design, how to protect Curtis Ray and my family. And that's how it evolved into what's best. It is what's best because I designed it for myself. My plan that I provide to people is exactly what I use for my own personal life and my own personal family. That's powerful. Um, and then secondly, yeah. the more important thing is I see the world differently. Also, I read this book that completely changed my life and I recommend every single person read this book as quickly as possible because it will it will change your view on money. Okay. And it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. Richest Man, okay. And The Richest Man in Babylon, which I'm a full believer in, it's funny because I read it only three weeks ago and it, it was like everything I've been trying to explain to people was in that book. And now I know how to explain it better. I wasn't quite explaining it properly. But the first, and this book has seven rules of money. Hmm. And it says that any human being, if you follow these seven rules of money, you will end up 100% financially secure. Wow. Guaranteed. If you follow these seven rules of money. And wow. they're simple, but nobody understands them. Right. One thing that society's failed us, the financial sector has failed us, is how much do we know about money? We don't talk about Nothing. it in elementary, yeah. junior high, high school, college, right. work, society, church, charity. It's nowhere. Nowhere. They, they kind of hoard the knowledge and then everyone else ends up poor. Yeah. And that's just how it ends up being. Wow. But these seven rules of money are real simple, but the first one is the most important one. And this is what sets me apart from everyone else. Okay. The very first rule of money is you pay yourself first. Got it. That was my you next question. You always mm -hmm. pay yourself first, meaning when you get a paycheck, 
you take 10% out and you put it for yourself. Okay. You are the one who's earned financial freedom. You've earned it. You've worked. You went and got a paycheck. The first person should benefit from your hard work is you and your future. Not the mortgage, not the car, not the restaurant, not the clothing line, not anything. It should be you. And so what we do in the first row of money, I teach people, you've earned it. You have to believe in yourself. You say, I can't. I live paycheck to paycheck. No, you don't. Pay yourself first. Second rule of money is control your expenses. Yeah. So now you're living off a of 90. Yeah. But you can. I promise you, you can. Yeah. But because you did the 10% first, you have now believed in yourself. Got it. You now trust yourself and making yourself a better future and protecting your family forever and ever and ever. But it's all a mindset. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. To believe in yourself is a lifestyle. Yes, it is. You people accomplish that. Yep. But in money, you have to believe in yourself. And right. that is pay yourself first. Second rule, control your expenses. The third rule is multiply your money. The compound interest account. You know, the most people use that as a 401k, an IRA, a Roth IRA. It's like, okay, I have to multiply my money. That is true. We have to multiply our money. That is the third rule of money is your money growing by itself all the time. It grows by itself, whether you're sleeping, on vacation, working, anything. If you put that money in a compound account, it will double every six to eight years. Wow. And then it doubles and doubles and doubles. One penny doubled 30 times. Never putting in more than one penny is $5.3 million. Wow. It's just all about compound interest. Matt, uh, Einstein, Albert Einstein yeah. called it the greatest mathematical discovery of all time. The eighth wonder of the world. Everyone stops the quote right there. Everyone says, Albert Einstein says eighth wonder of the world. That's not exactly what he said. You have to finish the quote. The quote is, uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Wow. There's only two types of people in this world, okay. earners and payers. And that's also in health and in every yeah. other thing. You're either improving your situation yeah. or you're you know, making your situation worse. Paying for it, yeah. And yeah. paying for it. Yeah. And so that's why I'm so adamant on the education. I teach every single one of my clients exactly how money works. It's yeah. not give me your money, I'll go do something with it and pay me. Right. It's I'm a, this is a process. We're on a path together. Yeah. For the next 25 years, we're partners now in this. That's awesome. And I'm gonna one by one show you how it's done. And so multiply your money is rule number three. Rule number four is wherever this is where I set myself apart. Okay. Guard your money from loss. Okay. You have to do that immediately. It's not, you know, like the red, orange, yellow, green risk pyramid where you take a bunch of risk in the stock market and stocks and all that stuff out of the gate and then you avoid it later on. No, we eliminate it on day one. It has to be eliminated because we need to be able to avoid all the risk in the future. We got to check off, you know, all those unknowns that we don't know what's going to happen. One thing we do know inside a good plan is that you have a zero. You will never lose principal. Wow. You have a baseline that you can go off of. Rule number five is you always try to buy a house, not rent a house. Okay. Buying a house gives you equity. It builds your future, allows for you to have a better future. But we do all those five things for number six, like I said earlier. Okay. Maximum secured income. Got you it. have to think about your future. What does secure income look like? And this is something that some people get frustrated when I tell them this. Sure. They say, you can never trust your business. Gotcha. You cannot trust. You got to think what secures your future income. It's not a business. Gotcha. Because look at Toys R Us, Blockbuster, BlackBerry. Look what Amazon's doing to Walmart right now. Right. I mean, you can never trust that your business is going to be around and that's your retirement plan. I talk to so many real estate agents, yeah. small business owners. Oh, my business is my financial plan. Mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. You work and you invest and you buy real estate and you flip houses and you rent houses out and you do all those sell, sell stuff on Amazon, all of that is for one objective, to put money in your financial plan. Yes. Because your financial plan is secure. 
as long as you have that zero percent floor. And Got so it. everything's about income because if you're if you're 64 mm -hmm. years old and you worked in a business for 50 years, and then anything could happen, evolution could happen, innovation could happen, a lawsuit, an employee gets hurt, sexual harassment. I mean, anything could happen, and sure. you lose your business overnight. Then what do you do? You never wow. secured your income, and that happened to me. I had a business 10 years, making three to five hundred thousand dollars a year of net profit every single year. Wow! And in 2014, I had eleven thousand dollars in my bank account. Wow. I had a devastating partnership that went south. I mean, I like to say out of my control, but I mean, I was sure. obviously part of it. But right. in a blink of an eye, because of some shady stuff that went on, yeah. I had $11,000 in my bank account after 10 years of building my business. Wow. I had to rebuild it from scratch. And that was the moment that I said, holy crap, what did I do wrong? Wow. I didn't financially plan. Gotcha. I did never. I never worried about my future income. I was yeah. always invest, invest, invest. Take every dollar and put it in the business. Take every dollar, put it in the business. Grow the business. Grow the business. Yeah. But what I should have been doing is doing that also, right? But simultaneously taking out ten to twenty percent and putting it away into a financial plan. Got it. Wow. That's and then powerful. The, the last rule is, and this is the one people neglect, is increase your ability to earn more money. Because if you increase yeah. your ability to earn more money, you can go back to rule number one and 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 now pay yourself more than 10%. There you go. Still control your expenses, multiply that, you know, guard it from loss, buy a home, yeah. and then secure more income for you in the future. So it's this big circle, this perfect circle mm. of the rules of money. And anybody making 20,000 a year, 50,000, 100,000, 500,000, doesn't matter. Doesn't They're matter. the same universal rules. Everyone will find themselves financially independent within five to 10 years if they follow this circle. Wow. So you, something that stuck, stood out to me, you talked about... Um, just because somebody else did it doesn't mean you have to do it, right? So that's what I've developed, the 3T fitness system in the fitness industry. So we're, we built a revolutionary fitness program, right? I used to be a competitive bodybuilder. Everything used to be a certain way. Everybody did it this way. Everybody ate six meals a day. Everybody carried a gallon of water. You meal prepped. You did all this stuff. I had to challenge my own belief system first. I had to do it myself. And then I had to go rewire other people's belief system. So that's where I'm at now with my fitness system. What's the next step for you? How are you going to rewire people's belief system of year after year after year of just doing the same thing that mom and dad did, grandma and grandpa did? How do you rewire people's belief system? It's very difficult because everyone has a financial advisor buddy. Mm -hmm. He went to college with them. He's, uh, you know, he's in my neighborhood. He goes to church with me or whatever. And I tell people I'm not trying to be against him. I'd actually like to talk to him. I invite everyone. If you have a financial advisor, bring him over. I would love to educate him because a lot of them are really good people. Yeah. I meet them. They're good people and they've just been taught a system and they, their belief system is this is how it's always been done. Sure. This is how it needs to be done. But everyone does like security. People love the feature of that I'm secure and I can forecast my future because that's one thing that's missing. And every complaint in a 401k is, oh, crap, what happens tomorrow? Is there going to be a drop? And I'm hearing this thing, this little chatter right now right. that there's going to be another correction in the market in the next year or two. Yep. You know, it's been, it's this bull run that's been going on for 10 years yeah. now, and it's about to take a dip. Yep. A lot of people are going to lose a lot of money in their 401ks and IRAs. And so go to them and say, look, all I'm doing is going backwards, but the correct way. Yeah. We're going to put security in first. Nobody fights that. When I say right. security comes first, people tend to gravitate. That. Sure. And then I show them how we go get maximum return. And then I show them why their income is going to be double. And some financial uh. advisors tell me, who are you? Leave me alone. You know, I'm, yeah. I'll make less money. I can't give up my portfolio. Sure. I have a portfolio of $5 million. You want me to give that up? Right. I'm like, 
that's an ethical question for you. Now, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also have a lot of financial advisors who are like, wow, I've never thought of it this way. Sure. Nobody's ever told me this. Nobody's ever shown me this. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different mindset of how putting income as the number one achieving goal wow. rather than account value. A lot of people gravitate that. I have hundreds of clients already in, in less than six months of full-time you know, planning for people. Yeah. And I have an army of people out there now that are getting trained in the, in the, in the system on sure. how to go help their family and friends and everyone else have the best future possible with the most security possible. Wow. You know, it's so interesting how this relates to fitness because 3T Fitness, we talk about longevity. Like how do you protect the spine? How do you go from the inside out versus the outside in, right? When we, when we change someone's mindset, we change their inside. It's sustainable. It goes for a long time. And that's, it's so interesting. So I commend you for the belief system shift that you have to do with people. So a couple questions I have is financial wealth and independent is a lifestyle, right? So what is maximum premium indexing? Uh, well, that's the system we've actually developed to maximize every single feature inside the financial plan. So maximum premium indexing is an index system, okay. an index crediting system. If anybody knows what indexing is, indexing is basically the ultimate diversification inside of uh, the stock market. It allows you to... For example, the S&P 500, there's 500 companies. We're basically investing one 500th in each of the 500 companies. And collectively, whatever they do as a whole, as a collective, divide that by 500, that's our crediting, that's our rate of return that we're going to get that year. Okay. And so it's basically the way to lower your cost inside of a system because there's no trading. We never trade stocks. We don't want to trade stocks. That's too risky. We just want to do whatever the stock market does. So inside the index crediting system, we're just putting our money in the stock market, not in any individual stock. That alone cuts our cost in half. Okay. And when we cut our cost in half, it, it grows a lot. Wow. Then something special happens. Okay. It's called the power of leverage. If anybody's in real estate, banking, money, anywhere that has anything to do with money, they know that the power of leverage is how somebody who's got $10,000 gets a hundred grand and somebody gets a, who has a hundred thousand dollars gets a million and a million turns to 10 million, 10 million turns to 20, et cetera. The power of leverage makes true wealth. Yeah. Okay. But leverage is tremendously risky. Yes. The one thing a lot of people don't understand is that compound interest is awesome. It is the eighth wonder of the world, the greatest mathematical discovery of all time. Right. Negative compound interest is two times worse than that. Right. So negative, it takes a negative 40 in 2008, took a positive 80 to rebound, to break even, just to break even. So basically a negative compound interest is double as bad as the positive of a positive compound interest. Okay. And that's anything below zero. You should, you know, it's too risky to leverage if you don't have security built in. Gotcha. Inside our plan, we have the zero. Okay. We're the only plan on the planet that allows us to leverage with the 0% floor. And so through leveraging your assets and using your assets as collateral to gain additional assets and then, you know, recontribute and reinvest them in different, you know, different things Sure. without the risk. Now we can go from that seven to 9% income to up to 15% income. Wow. All off the same dollar with security. So now we have security Mm -hmm. built in. Like I told you, we put the security in first, then we go find a way to maximize it. Got it. And because we have the zero, we never need to worry about the negative compounding interest effect, the double three times. For example, if you were to pull a line of credit on your house, right. let's just say your house is worth 300 grand. We pull a line of credit out for 150,000. Okay. After 2008, your $300,000 house is now worth 150,000. Right. But yet you still owe that $150,000 loan 
and interest on it. You lost your principal, wow. you owe the loan, and you owe the interest simultaneously. It's a triple whammy. Right. But in our system, we've eliminated that risk of your principal always maintains exactly what it was the day before you leveraged. Wow. And through that just makes, it's a, it's a wealth generating machine. It, wow. The first of its kind. So I'm, there's people all over the world listening to this. So I'm sure people thinking when they hear financial advisor, the first thing that I picture or people picture is someone wealthy, someone with a six-figure salary, someone wearing the suit, corporate job. I think a lot of people think that, right? So maybe someone's going to a job where they make $20,000 a year, $30,000 a year, they're paycheck to paycheck. So what does someone need to get started? I mean, can anybody do this system? That's what's amazing about this system. If you go to a financial advisor and say, hey, I would like you to manage my money, if you don't have a hundred grand, you might as well walk out that door. Right. They're not going to talk to you. And why is that? Because they need to make money. <laughs> they get a percent of all your money. And so if you're only going to put in 200 bucks and they get 20 cents off of it, sure. why are they ever going to do that? Right. Or two bucks or okay. whatever it is. And so inside our plan, it is the plan for everyone. It was designed for the individual. It takes all the negative out of the market of no education, too much risk, limits in you know, too much expenses, fees, penalties, all the different problems that are in the 401k and IRA and allows for the everyday person to take advantage of it. That's anybody great. can become financially secure. 100% anybody. It takes it, you know, it's to all back to those rules of money. If you're willing to save 10% of your income. And I don't say, I, I messed up there because I shouldn't say save. Because save for some reason, when I say the word save, people feel that they're giving up something. Gotcha. It's a sacrifice. Got it. But when I say you pay yourself 10% first, you've now put yourself numero uno. Yeah. You're, you're top dog. You're the one who needs to benefit from your hard work first. Your future is more important than any other future out there. Right. So you pay yourself 10%. If you're making 20 grand a year and you, you take 2000, you pay yourself. Wow. That is what you do. That is how somebody starts. And if you can't start at 10 because it's just too tight, Start with five okay. and work for 10. The goal is to get to 10 at least and then go to 12 and 15 and 20 and however much you can do. But start today, even if it's a hundred bucks a month, Okay. because a hundred bucks a month, then we'll compound and it will start growing. And if you follow those rules of money of paying yourself 10% first, and then, you know, making sure that you guard yourself from loss and multiply your money and control your expenses and all the different rules that are involved, there's only seven of them. Right. You'll find yourself making more money saving more 10%, wow. guarding your money from loss. You're never losing principal. It's just a super cool cycle that allows for yeah. literally the guy who's making 20 grand a year could have 40 to $50,000 of tax-free income in his retirement in 25 to 30 years from now. Wow. You know, it, what it makes me think of is it's so relatable to fitness. That's so interesting. So when, when somebody is saying, I'm going to eat healthier, right? They're eating healthy. Like, why am I not losing weight? Because you're not tracking it. You're not paying attention to what you're doing. You're not watching what's going into your body. So by paying yourself, it's the same thing as tracking your macronutrients or tracking your calories, right? You're actually cognizant of what's happening. You're looking at your expenses. You're looking at your calories. And in turn, you start to get results. So what... Um, well, there's one last thing I want to add please. about paying yourself. Yes. Paying yourself comes before paying debt. Okay. And that's what sets me apart. Mathematically, emotionally, everything. The moment that Powerful. you make that decision that I'm going to invest in my future... My future is the most important thing. You know, there's a lot of systems mm. out there, the debt management, this, that, take your money, you know, and, and that's why I say everything's backwards because they take all their money, their paycheck, they earn $3,000 this month. Yeah. They do line items. I got my mortgage. I got my cell phone bill. I got my car bill, all this stuff, all these different things. That's me. And then what's left over is what you save. Yeah. And every single time it's zero. Yep. Every single time. And, and I tell people, no. Debt is after you pay yourself. But wow. I can't. I can't. You know, I, 
No, yes, you can. You yeah. can invest in your future because I promise you this. If you're making $50,000 a year and your boss came to you and said, hey, I can only pay you forty five dollars this year, you're probably not quitting. You'll just control your expenses exactly. and you're wow. living off forty five. dollars Now, if you're making $30,000, your boss comes to you and says, hey, I can only pay you $27,000, you're most likely not quitting sure. and you're just going to control your expenses. Powerful. And so the moment you invest in yourself, the moment you trust in yourself, the moment you believe in yourself mm. that I'm paying myself first. And then with the 90, I'm going to pay my debt and all the other stuff. Wow. There's a lifestyle change. There's a there's a there's an emotional confidence change in that moment. Yeah. I believe in this. And then something really cool happens. Then you start challenging yourself mm. on how much you can pay yourself. Wow. That happened to me this year. Yeah. So later three weeks ago, I've been awesome. I set aside a lot of money for for financial planning. I sure. believe in this. Yeah. And after I read that book, I'm like, I need to set aside more. <laughs> awesome. I want to set aside more because this is my future. How much can I pay myself? And I'm finding myself paying myself 15%, 18%, 20%. I'm going to go as hard as I can because I my mind shifted from saving as a sacrifice or giving up something yeah. to I'm paying myself. Of course, I deserve this. I earned it. Right. Everyone else will come secondary to me. Wow. That's it's, it's a huge mind shift, right? It is. Wow. I mean, you talk about it's the, life-changing. the debt thing because everybody feels enslaved to their debt. And that's most Americans, most people in the world, right? So- that's a big mindset shift. So I'm sure people are going to want to talk to you about this stuff. How do people get a hold of you? I know you're here in uh, Mesa, Arizona, or you're you're actually local here in Arizona, correct? But can people work with you all over the world? Yeah, I do a webinar every single week nationally, worldwide, actually. And so anybody can go on to it. My, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, I, you know, the webinars go to meetings. So it's just a link. You, you have a laptop or a, a computer, you can go on there. I do a lot of one-on-one trainings. I help people with debt management because debt is part of, like I told you, it's part of financial planning. It's the education piece. You know, how much should you be set aside for debt? Well, first you're paying yourself first. Out of the 90, we'll figure out your debt. And then how you do that. And that 10% is enough to start compounding and starting your account and everything. And most people start with, you know, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever it is. It's all about getting on the path. It's not about how much you start with. Because once you're on the path, I won't let you off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. You need to start believing in you. That's awesome. And the moment you start believing in you, you're not going to want to get off that path because you're going to see that future of 25 years from now that I can retire. Right. And I can retire on one and a half to two times more income than the day I before I retired. So that's the most fascinating thing about good financial plan. If you're making 50 grand a year, the day before you retire, the day after you retire, you should have around $75,000 of tax-free income for the rest of your life. Wow. If you're making hundred grand, you should have about one fifty. If you're making thirty, you should have about forty-five. It's about one and a half times what your salary was, but now tax-free. Gotcha. So okay. you you've now become independently wealthy because your lifestyle was used to 30. Now you're making basically 50. Wow. You were living off the lifestyle 50. Now you're making 75, 100, 150, no matter what, you end up wealthy. It's completely backwards than we're used to. <laughs> Everything right? wow. is backwards. Instead of downsizing 50%, you're, you're upsizing up, 50%. Well, that's and that's amazing. how a financial plan was supposed to be designed. And it's all because we put security in first. It's just wow. the, science, the most simple concept of insure your financial plan so you don't have to follow the risk pyramid. Because the risk pyramid, I call it the income killer. I call it the invisible handcuff because your financial advisor doesn't even know who you have it on. Wow. He doesn't even know he has it on. Wow. So when I, when I free him of that handcuff, everything changes. That's amazing. It blows my mind. I mean, I'm, my mind is blown. I mean, we just had that coffee for a little bit. It, it was kind of flying over my head and I just let it sink in. And I'm like, I got to get him on the podcast because people, you have to listen to this. You have to listen to what he's saying. 
This is about challenging your belief system. I challenge your belief system around, belief system around health and fitness. You need to challenge your belief system around financial planning. So how can people get a hold of you? I'm sure they're itching to get a hold of you right now. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, what, what, how can they get a hold of you? I mean, I'm a little bit open to that, so I even give people my cell phone number. If you want to text me, you know, don't call me as much because that's hard, but text (laughs) me anytime you want. But my uh, email address is curtis at suncorefinancial.com, and it's S-U-N-C-O-R, financial.com. Curtis, the financial guy on Instagram, Curtis Ray on Facebook. I have two different Facebook accounts because one filled up, so I had to get a second one. Nice. But I get people adding me every day, you know, and then I have a Facebook page. Okay on uh, um, just for financial planning and it's called financial education the rules of money okay. so if you go on facebook and type in financial education the colon um the rules of money you'll see it there's about 2500 members right now i want to grow that to a hundred thousand wow so i'd love every single person to join that all i do is go on there do little short videos post um different articles about financial planning and it's strictly education i don't try to solicit i'm not on there solicit i want you to be ready sure. for what i have to tell you Amazing. I tell people one of the first questions I ask them are, do you want to be financially free? Do you want to be financially independent? And they, everyone says yes. Sure. And then I say, do you really want to? Yeah. And I make them say yes or no. And they go, yes. And I go, do you know how to? And the answer is always no. And I'm like, I'm willing to show you how, but you have to make that decision because it's not easy. That right. 10% that you're taking off of your paycheck to pay yourself first. Once you get the mindset that paying yourself first is important, it's easy. Sure. But that first time you have to take that 10 off and you have to control your expenses, mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's discipline. But if you make that decision, you will look back on that day and say, that is the best decision I ever made in my whole life. There's nothing more important wow. in your whole life than financial education because financial ed- education can improve every other aspect of your life. Yeah. There, you know, I always say everything, you know, everything money doesn't buy happiness, but it makes it a whole lot easier. Oh yeah. <laughs> a whole lot easier. <laughs> so let me ask you a question around that. So one thing that I, I can see in the future is you educating people and then parents being able to educate their children. You know, why don't they talk about this stuff in schools? What, what is your opinion on that? Not going to get into this, but you know, why don't we talk about this in schools? Why don't our kids learn about this stuff? For some reason, society has said that money is too complicated and a few select individuals are the ones who get to control it all and do everything. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife actually one time, one day a month on a Monday night, one time a month, we set our kids aside and we talked about financial planning. I, they, they know the seven, my kids know the seven rules of money. They already have a bank account. They work, they, they already have retirement plans set up for them. So they understand that their money is compounding and we're protecting it. So my whole kid, my kids can give the whole presentation without me. Wow. And my son helped me develop the PowerPoint that I use. It, it's really cool. But it's crazy to think that my daughter is three and we're putting money away from her. I say she's working for it, but you know, sure. she's working for it. Yeah. When she's 40, it's projected she'll have $150,000 tax-free income for the rest of her life. When she's 40? 40. Holy because we started God. when she was three. Wow. And the power of compound interest is absolutely and That's without her having her own income when she gets older. Wow. Yeah. And so, and, and the, the goal is that when she gets older, she also puts more money into sure. it. Sure. Sure. And then it actually grows faster or retire at 35. Yeah. But yeah, to teach your kids and start your kids even 25, 50 bucks a month for your kids if you oh have some disposable God. income yeah. will change their life forever. But more importantly, teaching them the education because the day they get their mm. first job, who gets paid first? They, they get paid first. Yeah. If that mindset is in their brain that every dollar they make, a percent of that goes back to their financial freedom and financial independence in the future. And right. they earned it. They deserve it. You deserve it. Everyone deserves yeah. it. You work your hands to the bone. 
every individual deserves that right to a future of pure financial freedom, but it cannot be done through the 401k IRA Roth IRA. And it's Mm. strictly mathematic. I'm like, so left brainer right now. It's like people like, Oh, Curtis, that's kind of mean. That's kind of rude. I'm like, I don't freaking care. Yeah. <laughs> it's not emotional. No. Do you want to have a lot of income or not? Yeah. yeah. Just because your financial advisor is your best friend and you don't want to rock the boat, that's your problem. Sure. Do you want to be poor? Yeah. Or do you want to understand how money works and grow your money to the absolute maximum capacity and then have the most disposable, spendable income in retirement? Wow. That's what I'm offering you if you want to learn it. It's no bait and switch. It's not a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It's, it's just simple rules of money and how you maximize every single feature possible with, while, while simultaneously cutting the cost out of it. Yeah. Eliminating risk. I love it. I love it. You know, I was thinking about this as a parent, right? Uh, you know, I'm going to be getting on the, the financial plan with you. I left uh, corporate America, jumped out, no net. And, you know, I started over. I've shared that with you. I started over, completely started this fitness company. And at 41 years old, after 42 now, oh my God, I'm 42. Uh, by talking to you, I was scared when I left because I'm like, how am I going to rebound from this? I'm following my dreams. But after talking to you, you've instilled confidence in me that I can do this. Okay. I mean, I literally can rebuild based on paying myself and continuing to create disposable income. So I'm excited. I'm honored, man. I'm very, very excited. So I want to repeat this. It's Curtis Suncor Financial Guy.com. Curtis at suncorefinancial.com. Curtis the financial guy on Instagram. Got Curtis it. Ray on Facebook. Awesome. Those are the three best ways of communicating with me. And I always respond. I'm always available. Obviously, people can contact you. Me and you are partners yep. in, in the gym thing. Yep. And so that's yep. another great thing that's going to happen and awesome. revolutionize the world. Yes, and yes. That, that's my goal is every yeah. aspect, everything I touch, I want to make better. That's awesome. I want to leave the world one step better, one, you know, innovation will always stomp out inefficiency. And that's what I, that's what I, that's my forte. It's a powerful thing. It's a, you know, one thing I used to say this in banking all the time. I always used to tell my team, there's two things people worry about, financial health and physical health. When people have bad financial health, it affects their physical health. So 3T Fitness is helping with their physical Suncor Financial is helping them with their financial. We're going to take over the world. This is beautiful. I appreciate you, Curtis. This is awesome. Uh, So if you guys need anything, reach out to me at JV Impacts uh, on the Facebook page, um, Instagram at 3T Fitness. We have our JV Impacts page on Instagram. Uh, You guys know how to get a hold of me on this podcast. Uh, Email JV Impacts uh, at jvimpacts at uh, jvimpacts.com and we're ready to rock and roll. So thank you, Curtis. We appreciate you and we're going to launch this podcast very soon. Thank you, guys. That's it for today's episode. In order for us to fulfill our mission, please share this podcast with a friend so you too can impact someone's life today. Visit us at jvimpacts.com and make sure to pick up your copy of You Must Believe Way of Life. Remember, ordinary people can do extraordinary things. Talk to you soon.